Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. Hey, what's good? What's good? It's me, Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to The Cure for the Common Life, where our outcome is to always bring you the best of the best to help you go further, faster in your life and whatever it is that you do. And uh, today, that person is going to be me. Usually I would interview somebody else, but I'm going to talk today. And the reason it's going to be me today is I have chosen to uh, talk about something that, quite honestly, is a hot topic. And I don't mean a hot topic like it's that popular. It is popular. I mean a hot topic like a hot potato topic, like a lot of people uh, steer clear of it. And part of the reason they steer clear of it is because of the unintended, often, consequences that come along from talking about it. And the topic today is going to be gender relations and things like toxic masculinity and all the things that go along with this. And I'm going to first start off by saying this, uh, and this is kind of my, my preframe slash disclaimer and uh, you'll understand why I'm doing this here in a moment. And that is this, I, I, I want, to, want to make it really clear that most of what I'm going to talk about today is just my opinion. It is just my feelings on this, if you will. Yeah, we did some research and uh, uh, some of the things that we uh, researched or some of the experiences that people have had and things that are going on in this day to day. But please take this with a grain of salt at the very least. And you have every single right to disagree. And uh, if you do, that's okay. I just encourage you to have an open mind. And if you disagree with my opinion uh, and, and you want to voice yours, that's fine. You can do it on your own podcast <laughs> or you can do it. You know, you can make your comments here, that kind of thing. And, and also we're here. I'm here to learn uh, and grow as well, because I'm not here to say that everything that I've got to say is the end all and be all and or that. Uh, these facts are the only ones that there are. There are certainly other ones as well. So, again, these are my opinions based on my experience uh, that I've had, you know, my experience myself, my experience with research, and my experience with other people as well. And uh, I'm going to start off by saying this, and again, uh, let, let me back up for a second. The, as a physician, we are required to take what's called a Hippocratic Oath. And there's many elements to the oath, but one of those things is, and this is kind of the standard for medicine or, or uh, treatment and things like that. And one of the first things is, is to first do no harm. Now, I personally think that that should be one of the code of ethics as, uh, for us as human beings, but to first do no harm. And so my outcome in all of this is to, is to not just do no harm, but at least uh, you know, bring something to the forefront that people can think about and maybe do something about it, and we treat each other differently. So it's not not doing any harm, it's actually doing good for other people as well. So hopefully from, from this, as usual, for me, uh, my outcome is to help you 
uh, be kinder to one another, to be more understanding of, of others uh, with their, their experiences and be more compassionate uh, and have more passion for other people as well. And so um, I'm going to start off by saying this, that it is no secret that and I'm a, when we were talking about toxic ma uh, masculinity, what that is and, and uh, where things are right now. And, uh, and you know, I, I got a message today when I was talking to somebody about what I was going to be doing this. And they said, OK, well, what about toxic femininity? And that's a whole nother podcast. We'll talk about that as well. But part of the reason why this is such a hot topic is because um, it's no secret that uh, there is and has been for many, many years a, a lack of male influence uh, to young men. And it's been that way for many, many years. And when you look at uh, oftentimes, uh, more than ever right now, young men are being raised by their mothers. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. And again, you're going to help me. You're going to, you're going to catch me uh, uh, qualifying my statements a lot because I want to make sure that I don't do any harm and that I'm not throwing any shade on anybody. It's just that truth is the fact of the matter is, is that uh, a lot of boys are being raised uh, without a father, a father figure in the house or around them. And Therefore, they get that father figure otherwhere, other places, because if they don't find it, they're going to find it other places. And some of those places are when they go to schools. Uh, most young boys go to school. And again, I'm talking about males uh, uh, now. And obviously, there's a whole lot to say about women and, and females and, and young girls as well. As a matter of fact, maybe even more. Uh, but this particular subject is, is uh, the effect of of uh, toxic masculinity and about, about uh, young boys and about men. And so there is a lack of, of male influence in, in the world right now. And different things are being taught to uh, or not being taught to children as well. And I'll give you an example. Now, I'm uh, you know, old enough to remember that in high school, we had things like uh, we had things like metal shop and we had things like wood shop and we had things like uh, auto, auto shop and, and uh, things like that. It was, it was different. And I was fortunate. I was raised with with a father who was military, uh, and this guy uh, he would probably fit a, a, the uh, description of toxic masculinity now because uh, uh, men in the olden days were taught that emotion was weak, and that you're weaker if you have emotion. You know, big boys don't cry, and so on and so forth. And we were taught that you know we have to be the strong ones, and that we have to be this. But the truth of the matter is, um, there are some there are some let's just say characteristics of what it means to be a man. I want to back up for a second and just say science speak for a, a moment. Your sex, are the biological parts that make you a man or a woman. Whatever parts you got, that's what makes you a man or woman. That's the sex that you are. Now, obviously, just by the by the fact that there are what they call hermaphrodites in the world, which, which have uh, both set of genitalia, it means that there's, in my opinion, that there's definitely, uh, uh, some have more, uh, you know, uh, uh, even a young boy who has all the young, all the boy parts may have more uh, femininity in him than uh, another. Just, uh, it doesn't mean that just because you have the parts, it doesn't mean that you're definitely guaranteed to be masculine or feminine or attracted to the opposite sex or attracted to the same sex. Your gender, however, is how you identify yourself based on social constructions. 
Things like, you know, girls wear pink and boys wear blue. You know, girls like kitty cats and boys like dogs and things like that. But there's nothing biological about that. That's just social construct. And that's just what society says things are. But how you identify yourself, that is that is your gender. That is somebody's gender. And there's so much, even in the politics and so on and so forth, about, about you know, what that means and, you know, what should we should do and what we should, we should allow. And becoming more fluid in, gender, in sexual orientation and gender orientation appears to be the spectrum right now. And what that means is, is that it's, it's in the forefront. And maybe it should be because, you know, we recognize and people's rights are, are people's rights. We all uh, have certain inalienable rights that uh, should be respected. And, you know, as human beings go through this life. So we have to, in this day and age, we, 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 don't, we, we should adjust to those things and have an open mind about things as far as I'm concerned. And we've progressed to the realm in recent years and have created potential problems and that's what I mean, going back on some of the things I was talking about before, that young boys are being taught a lot of things that they weren't taught before. And I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying that along with some of those things, there can be some, uh, some consequences, uh, some unforeseen consequences. And now they're seeing consequences that uh, we have to deal with right now. Young boys, uh, masculine males are concerned about their role that they have and how they're supposed to act, how to treat a woman, how to, how to, how to treat the feelings that they have. Individual expectations and perceptions play into this in a way that's it's never been before. You've been conditioned. People have been conditioned to believe and accept and, and feel that it's coming under attack, but it's really just challenging those conceptions that have been set up in the past. And I'm inviting you to expand your awareness, compassion, and love for other people as well. And here's what I mean by that. Toxic masculinity, you know, it's the, the bro or the jock versus, versus the simp, you know, the, the, to resist being masculine and to fear both offending others and, and lack of sensitivity. You know, those things, it, it's confusing for young boys. They don't know how to act. You know, I have a 15-year-old son. And uh, my son, when he, uh, he went to his very first prom and he came to me and he said, hey, dad, you know, and actually the truth of the matter is I actually had to pry it out of him. But when he did, he finally came back and I said, listen, uh, you know, have you asked her to the prom yet? Because he wanted to ask a girl to prom and he goes, no, not yet. Now, now, by the way, I'm not sitting here saying that I was a perfect kid and I knew what to do because I wasn't. And I told him, I said, look, you know, you've got to ask her. And he didn't really know how. So I sat him down and I said, yeah, you know, here's what I want you to do. First off, are you talking to her? Because nowadays, you know, there's, and, and again, as a young boy, we all go through it. We're afraid of rejection, just like everybody else. But it seemed to be so, so prominent now. And in talking to him, I realized that it's all over the place because these young boys are not necessarily taught how to uh, interact with, with young girls. And they're afraid to bring up their emotions and so on and so forth because they don't want to seem weak or stupid. And that's, you know, kind of across the line. So uh, I said to him, here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, first off, have a conversation with her, talk to her. Now, we might think that that's, well, that's obvious and everything because, you know, you know, in high school, they go, well, I wonder if she likes me or I don't want her to know if I like this and everything. I said, you got to interact with her. He says, well, we text. And I go, no, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole different thing. What I want you to do 
is, you know, you can ask her if you can sit down and talk, you know, ask her certain things like, you know, what is she like? What does she like to do and everything? Don't necessarily ask her to the prom, but just start to talk to her. Give it this week and do that. And he said, okay. And that's what he did. He went out and he was, he talked to her for a little bit and, and, uh, and they had talked a little bit in the past. When I asked, he said, no, we don't talk much. And then uh, after a week went by, he goes, okay, so what's next? And I said, here's what I want you to do. Ask her, is she going to the prom? And he said, well, what if she says no? And I said, if she says, if she says no, then you go, well, it's interesting. I haven't decided if I'm going yet either. And then walk away from it, leave it alone. And he said, but dad, you know, and I go, just do it. You know, just try it out, just do it. And so he did, he asked her and he said, she didn't ask if I'm going. And I said, that's okay. And in the next couple of days, I said, I want you to go back and I want you to say to her, I want you to ask her, tell her, I would like to take you to the prom. Will you go with me? Don't ask if she's going again. Just, just tell her, I would like to take you to prom. Will you go with me? And you could tell he was real nervous and real scared that, that, uh, to do that. And so he did. He went and asked her uh, that, and he came back. And it was, it was actually pretty, pretty comical because when I pick him up from school every day, he's like Mr. Cool because he's 15 years old. He gets in the car. And I'm just dying inside just to ask him, well, what happened? But I wanted to give him his time. And finally, he spoke up and he said, well, so I asked her and she said, yes, and got this big smile on his face. I said, okay, so here's what we're going to do. And I said, yeah, I, I, what we're going to do is, and by the way, the parents had to show up at this particular thing because of COVID and everything. And I said, I'm going to leave you on your own. I'm going to take you there, but I'm not going to be with you. I'm not going to be there to chaperone. I'm going to take you and I'm going to wait until uh, things get going. And then I'm up out of there. I'm not going to be, you know, that guy that's hovering over you. And so I said to him, here's what you do. You, we, we're going to go get her a corsage. It goes on her wrist. And here's what you do. You take the corsage and it's in, it's in this plastic box, you know, that she can see. And as soon as you see her, as soon as she comes, we showed up early. As soon as she comes, I want you to get up. And I want you to go to her. And he goes, why? And I go, just trust me, just go to her. And so, and when you get there, I want you to look her in the eyes. And I want you to tell her she looks really nice today and thank you for coming. And he says, okay. And then I said, and then I want you to take, and then I want you to tell her I got you a corsage. And then I want you to open the box and I want you to put it on her, take her hand and put it on her. And then I want you to, you can't see me right now, present your arm, like hold your arm out like that for her to put her arm on yours. Now, my son is almost six feet tall now. And this young lady that he, that he, uh, uh, he chose is maybe four, six, more four, seven. So she's pretty short. And uh, so, and it was, it was, it was adorable. I wish I would have videoed it, but I didn't want to interrupt his space. And so that's what he did. He went out and, and did that. And you watch the whole thing come down. Now, why am I telling you all of this? Because guess where I learned that stuff from my dad? Guess where I learned that stuff was from another man who told me, who taught me how to treat a woman, who taught me how to be, who taught me to get out of my, out of my own way, how, who taught me to be brave. And by the way, I, uh, you know, as I look at even young men now, and I say young men now, even in their 40s, most guys can't change a flat tire. They can't fix things, you know, in, in my garage, and I'm not using myself as some shining example of the way that things should be, but in my garage, I got a workshop, I work on motorcycles, I build cars and all those things. I love that kind of stuff. 
Most of my friends, like I said, can't change a tire, couldn't, couldn't fix something electrical if they had to. And the reason being, in my opinion, was those things have been taken away from young boys. They're not, have, they're not being taught those things. And the ones that are being taught those things, quite honestly, um, they are, are, to a certain extent, uh, I, I shouldn't say this, one, one, of my, one of my pet peeves is this, is that if you just follow the basic laws of integrity and tenacity, and joyfulness and, and being kind to people, then you'll do the right thing. And that is my, by the way, my suggestion in the end of this, that's what I'm gonna say, is the end of all this stuff. You know, here at, at the Cure for Common Life, if you go back and you look at the last episode, there's several of the episodes in the past, I'm always, and I'm gonna do it today as well. I'm gonna give you something that you can do, especially if you have a young boy in your life or whatever that you can do, that you can help them Get out of their own way. When I say get out of their own way, get out of their own fear. Get out of their own fear. You know, we think about toxic masculinity. You know, it's all over. You know, when I've researched some of the stuff, they talk about toxic masculinity. These guys that are just like macho men and just like get out of my way and my way or the highway and do this, that, that kind. Of, that's not that. That yeah, that may be toxic masculinity, but that's not what masculinity means. We as men are designed to protect and provide. And we are designed to care. And yes, things have changed. And yes, our, our emotions are, are, we're allowed to have emotions up front. We're allowed to acknowledge other people's emotions as well. We're allowed to show our weaknesses. We're allowed to, to, to have something, uh, you know, to, to think of something softly and warmly and things like that. Those are all of the colors of being a human being, not just being a man, but being afraid to do something or say something because you're afraid that you might be judged by people and so on and so forth, if you know it's the right thing. You know, there's so many things, and this is where I could get myself in hot water as well, where the line has been blurred with regard to how to approach a woman versus what is sexual harassment. The line has been blurred with regard to how to be a man and, and, and what is, again, toxic masculinity. But the truth of the matter is, I believe with all of my heart that if we all look inside of ourselves and just say, who am I and what do I want to do and how do I want to treat people? And then allow ourselves to do the work on ourselves to get ourselves over the fears. There's nothing wrong with approaching a, a, a woman and just saying, hi, how are you doing? My name is Joseph. You know, I saw you over there and you looked interesting. And I thought I might come over and introduce myself to, to you. Boys and men are afraid to do that. In the workplace, people are afraid to talk to each other to, to do the things that they used to. And, and it is because, yeah, a few bad apples have spoiled the bunch, so to speak. But unfortunately, as I said before, there are some, uh, let's just say, unexpected and unwanted consequences that have come from that as well. And it's gone way overboard. Now, I'm not as passionate about this as I am on a lot of subjects right now uh, that I have uh, in the past, but boys need help understanding how to become a man and what are the proper influences that they need. And so that would be my suggestion, if you will. If you have a man in your life or young men in your life, have the conversation with them, ask them, what does it mean to be a man? Because most people can't really describe what that is. And if they do, they make it up. You know, for being from to 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 have them ask them because listen, if I tell you, you might believe me, and if 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 you tell them, they might believe you. But if they tell you and you work it out, 
And you can ask your young boys, you'd be around your young boys, and I would encourage you to put your boys in affinity groups, Boy Scouts and R R R ROTC and things like that, where they're around positive male figures. And I know it's much, much harder now because we've got COVID and everything is digital, but it's still possible. It's still absolutely possible to, to have that type of male influence. And you, you know, if, if I'm talking to you and you're a parent, then you know, think about that for your child. If you're a man and you don't feel like that you're qualified to do that, then listen, go get some help. Go listen, you know, go and and and, and you look at what you believe is a good man, what a good man does. And I'm, so I'm going to give you five things that the most masculine man in my life that ever was, for good, for better, for worse, for good or for bad, that taught me and they've served me throughout my life. And have made it so that, and I believe, and you may have a different opinion, I believe that I'm a good man. I believe that, that because I'm a good man, I'm able to protect and serve and care and make a difference in people's lives and do all of the things that are, let's just say, ethical and respectable in this world, not just by society's standards, but by my own standards as well. And again, it doesn't matter how you identify yourself. I want you to understand what a man is. And I'm not asking you to toss out the window the whole concept or the whole conversation about toxic masculinity. I just want you to, to, to you know, for a moment, take your eye off of that and look at what we want. First, do no harm. And the first thing about no, doing no harm is to look at what you want. Look at what you want. So grab a pad and paper, and I want you to write these things down. And these are the things that I'm going to tell you my dad taught me. And as I said, as, uh, as I've come through life, and I've, and I've used these for myself, and I've also started to recognize that the people that I respect and that I consider to be a good man, and you see if this isn't true with them as well, follow these, same, these five tenets, if you will. The first one is integrity integrity. Now, before you come out of your skin and go, okay, well, that's truthfulness. And that's all. No, let me give you what my definition of integrity is. And what my dad's definition of integrity is. And by the way, if you don't have a dad, if you didn't have a father, borrow mine, borrow mine. I'll tell you how here in a moment. But integrity, my dad used to say, integrity means do what you say you're going to do. Do what you're said you're going to do. If you tell somebody that you're going to be there at five o'clock, be there at five o'clock. That's responsibility as well. If you, if you say that you're going to get up early in the morning and go do this, then get up early in the morning and go do that. Your promises and the words that you speak to other people and what you speak to yourself. Dad used to say, your word is your bond. And what that means is that you are bonded to whatever you said that you're going to do. That is integrity. Have integrity. Practice it. Rehearse it. Secondly, tenacity. Tenacity. These are the qualities of a man. Tenacity. Tenacity means continue to do what you said you're going to do. Not just once, not just twice to say that I did that before, but to continue to do it, to continue to live your life that way. Look for different, different things, rituals that you have, things that you do, the way that you treat people. Continue to do what you said you're going to do. That's tenacity integrity and tenacity that's the top of the list the third thing is have energy have energy and what that means is is to go through life as optimistic as you possibly can why because when you're optimistic you breathe differently you walk differently you move differently and your pod your body every cell in your body produces more electricity produces more energy 
that type of radiation of energy that goes out and goes into people, that's what that male energy that you give off. And by the way, if you're a woman, you do the same thing. These same things apply to being a woman as well, but you do it as a woman from a woman's aspect as well. Uh, but I digress. Let me go back to men. Okay. Energy. Have the energy. Go through life with your eyebrows out. Being optimistic. Optimistic to me means having more options. More options. Look at the options. If you're pessimistic, you're always going to be in fight or flight. That's your sympathetic nervous system. And that means I'm either going to kick somebody's ass or I'm going to get the hell up out of here. It doesn't say anything about sticking around. It doesn't say anything about, you know, sticking it out and going through the hard stuff. It doesn't say anything about, yeah, when things are difficult, I'm going to do this because I got tenacity, because I got integrity. Have the energy to go through it. Next, and this might sound counterintuitive, but it's joy. Joy. To have joy. Find it, look for it, give it, make sure that, that you live the happiest life that you possibly can. You know, my dad, and, and again, I'm using him as just an example in my life that, that, that I'm so thankful and grateful that he wasn't, by the way, my mom, you know, I'm only talking about my dad. My mom gave me what it was, taught me what it was like uh, to be around women. <laughs> I was going to almost said to what it was like to be a woman. No, she didn't. But she, I guess she did taught, taught me what it was like. And that's a whole nother, maybe we'll do another podcast on that toxic femininity or what it means to be that. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying my dad did everything, I'm, but I am saying that that aspect of it, me as a man, having had that in my life. And again, if you didn't have a dad, if you didn't have male influence in your life, borrow mine or borrow me, if you will. Joyfulness, joyfulness, look for joy, find it, smile as much as you possibly can, be happy. My father would laugh so hard, tears would roll down his eyes. And just because he was laughing, he would make everybody else around him laugh and joyful. And if you've been around me at all, you know, I'm a pretty funny, fun guy, you know, and I like to have fun. Allow yourself to be joyful. You know, it's just, I, I look at young men nowadays, it's about being cool. Now, again, part of that's being a teenager, and that's understandable. But one of the things that I, I always say is, listen, don't be too cool to rule, to rule you. Be happy, be joyful, put a smile on your face, speak up, say hello to people. And the last thing is kindness. Kindness. Kindness is not weakness. Kindness is strength. Be willing to step up and, and help somebody. Be compassionate for, to somebody. Give your time, your effort, even sometimes your money, your capital to help other people. Be kind to other people. You know, one of the earliest things, and I, and I wrote about in my book that I want you to have as well, uh, was one of the earliest examples of that was, again, my father. Um, we were, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And this is when I was about six years old, one of my earliest memories. We were in North Dakota, one of the coldest places on the planet. It was in the middle of a, of a blizzard. And we were coming home from somewhere. I forget where it was. And we had this, this uh, old station wagon. You know, we had, I had, three sister, I had three sisters, so there were six people in the car. And, um, and uh, we were driving somewhere. I forget where. Well, we were going home from somewhere that we'd gone. And there was a man broken down on the side of the road with his family. And so my dad and everybody else was passing him up. My dad stopped the car. Now this was a different time again. My dad stopped the car, got out. And my dad always carried tools with him. That was what a man did in the olden days. And he knew how to use those tools. And uh, he, he went out to help the guy. 
and the the guy's car wasn't running so he invited the the guy and his family his wife and a couple kids to come sit in our car while they worked on his car and they couldn't fix the guy's car and my dad got back in the car and he said well we can't fix it but we're going to go to the parts store it's freezing bite ass cold outside and my dad drove his family and our family to a parts store bought whatever part it was came back and helped the guy fix his car and then that was it and i remember my mom you know i remember you know us kids were like cold and things like that and we're kids you know being little jerks the way kids are sometimes but i remember my mom i remember the look that she gave my mom my dad in that moment and it was like, ah, that's why I married that guy. But she looked at him like, that's, you know, that's what a man does. Kindness, helping people. In my personal opinion, that's why you're on this planet. All of us are here to, to be kind, to help each other, to make a difference. And we do things like that. And guess what? We're going to make the world a better place. And so those are the five things. Those are the five things, in my opinion, that at the very least, you introduce those things into your life. Integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. Tenacity. Continue to do what you say you're going to do. Have the energy. Be optimistic. Be joyful and be kind. Now, maybe this went in a different direction. You might have thought it was because, you know, for me to talk about the statistics and the, all the things about toxic masculinity and so on and so forth. But this is kind of, if you think about it, this is what I want you. I'm practicing what I preach. Let's look for some solution in all of these things. All those other things, they certainly won't fall by the wayside, but they will find their way. People will find their way. You notice in that, by the way, when you're being, when you're, when you're having integrity, when you're tenacious, when you're joyful, when you have energy, and when you are, are, are kind to other people, then guess what? We start to drop those judgments and some of the hatred goes away and some of the judge, some of the things that, that cause us to be uncomfortable about other people. And we start looking for better things in other people as well. Now, I, I, I fail to have a word for it, but the antithesis of toxic masculinity, that's what I'm talking about here. And so a couple of things. First off, I, you know, I have a um, the, the book where I outlined all of this stuff, by the way, where this came from is a book called Dare to be Magnificent. And there's a link in the um, in the description here that you can go get your, your own book. And in it, again, it's not just how I roll. It's not just information. It's me telling you and or showing you, giving you examples. And then there's exercise that you can do that to, to embed it into your nervous system as well. So I hope this has been helpful to you. And I hope, and I'd love to hear back from you. I'd love to hear your opinion on what's going on as well, what's going on around. And so remember, like, and subscribe. And, and the last thing, the only thing that I ask is that you share. And what I mean by that is I'm not looking for you to give me credit for anything, but if any of this, if any of this touched your heart then share it with other people as well. And remember this, that life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold. And the trick to life is to always boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. I'm Joseph McClendon III. I've been the best host ever. <laughs> and this has been Cure for the Common Life. And I will see you at the top. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top.